This is Uncluttered and Uncut. I am Jackie. And I'm Stormy. Alright, today, Stormy, I have a real treat for you. And the audience, if they're listening. But I know you're listening, so this is exciting. Because I have that one listener, at least. (laughs) The one guy. The one loyal patriot to our cause. (laughs) It's always you, Stormy. You're the number one fan of our own (laughs) cause. I'm the number one fan. Maybe number two, I don't know. Me and Stormy are fighting about that right now, but Ugh. hey, if you aren't fighting about it, well, you could be number one if you just went to Spotify or any of our other uh, locations and donate $5 a month to us. Right, Stormy? They could be number one. Or Apple Podcast if they put the link on there, too. Hey, Apple Podcast, man. I just got that new iPhone 13. Yeah, I'm saying, hey, why not just switch over to, was it? iMusic, iTunes, was it? Apple Music? You could say all three of those, have everybody know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Podcast music? <laughs> oh, and uh, just to clarify, not sponsored, but yes. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. Um, so you want to know what the treat is today, That we're what we're going to talk about? Oh, do tell me, sir. Alright, so we are going through a series, maybe 15 episodes, I don't know. It's really up to us, I guess. But we already talked about that. But the first episode of the series is called Bob Dylan. We're going to just name it Bob Dylan Series. Or no, Bob Dylan. That's a good name for it. And we're going to be talking about just things from the 60s. I think the 60s is a very interesting time. There's lots of topics, so we're going to entertain you guys. But today the episode is going to be about Bob Dylan. How's that sound, Stormy? Sounds good to me. I love Bob Dylan. What's your favorite song by Bob Dylan? Hurricane, hands down. Can't compete. Hurricane. Hurricane. What do you know about that song? You probably just like the. You probably just like the beat to it. You know the tempo to the song. Oh, you know anything about that song? Well, that's huh? how I started liking the song, but then I decided to look up the meaning. So the song Hurricane was. Uh, do you want me to describe it, or do you want to take the lead on that, or? Oh, I want to know what you say about it. Let's hear about it. Okay. Well, what I learned is that it was actually about... It was based off of a real event that happened to a... uh, I I can't remember his real name off the top of my head, but he was a boxer nicknamed the Hurricane, a black boxer, and there was a crime committed, I believe, in New Jersey where he was essentially... mm, He was... Frame. Let me interrupt for... you real fast. Okay. His name is Reuben Carter, Reuben and Carter. his nickname is Hurricane. Hurricane Carter. Hurricane Carter. He's Rupert a boxer, Carter. by the way. Yeah. And he got convicted in 1966 for triple murder in New Jersey. And he was like nowhere even near that location where the crime happened. And a right. lot of it was just, I don't know if the police were just trying to just find a quick conviction or didn't try, or maybe they thought like, well, <clears throat> here's just some random black guy. I mean, we can throw him in there. Who's going to care? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of that disgusting hate back then. Um, mm-hmm. Real nasty. I, I'm so glad that we've evolved since then. I'm sure, well, 
I think so, and I hope oh, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it has. I'm not gonna say too much about that right. just because. I guess you know, just I don't... for context, it's like uh, we were actually getting a lot better post that time. It was just recently we're starting to slowly revert back to that, unfortunately. But that, again, like you said, that's a topic for another time. But yeah. <sighs> Let me read you a verse from that song. I'm glad you brought that song up, and I'm glad it's your favorite one. We'll go over my favorite song okay. later. But the song, what this is some of the lyrics from the song. It goes, here comes the story of a hurricane. The man the authorities came to blame for something they never done, but in a prison cell. But one time he could have been the champion of the world. Mm-hmm. Hurricane... The fiery versa, uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's just an epic of rage and injustice emerging in the state of 1976. It was the first single from his new album, Desire, his first new album since uh, the Cubis uh, Heartbreak songs of his classic Blood on the Tracks. The album was, uh, really powerful and presented a newly unleashed Dylan at the height of creative powers that no one knew that he could possibly do except perhaps disappear. That's what I'm saying. Bob Dylan's always evolved. But the point of me saying that is he came out with that song later on and I believe uh, he just really wanted to... He was actually arguing that he didn't do that. You know, and, uh, you know, to everybody, to the public, he just is on uh, Mr. Hurricane's side, you know? Yeah, because the song was uh, a form of protest, which it was a lot of protest songs going on in the 60s for various different things, specifically like with the Vietnam War. But that one was to help out, um, uh, what what did you say his name was again? Do what? What was uh, Hurricane's real name again? Uh, Hurricane Carter. Hurricane Carter. What was his first name? His first name was Reuben. Reuben Carter. Reuben. Reuben Carter. I, I kind of like Hurricane. They shouldn't just name him Hurricane, you know? But yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Reuben Carter, a so, boxer. Yeah, and it was in defense for Reuben Carter, which, I mean, there was a lot of injustices done. Which, thanks, I think a lot of the Civil Rights Act addressed a lot of that. So, I think we did have a, we do have a bit more of a fair legal system in terms of race. At least in, you know, modern culture. But, of course, back then, you know, he was framed for it. Jury went along with the ride. It was just, the whole jury was just, or the whole court case was just a whole circus the newspapers went along for the ride uh and everybody was against him too not just the white people because you can even hear in the song and like just the <laughs> also just the i guess you could say trigger warning or something the n-word the hard r n-word was actually used in the song but it's describing uh he is describing how the black people felt or the black community felt about the hurricane case and in the song, I think the lyrics go, and to the black people, he was just a crazy N-word. No one doubted that he pulled the trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, pretty crazy. 
Uh, this is something else about Dylan is uh, he actually got sued by Patty Valentine. Did you know that? Uh, no. Uh, who, who's Patty Valentine? So, in 1976, Patty Valentine sued Dylan for defamation, uh, claiming definitely. she suffered emotional distress because she was mentioned by name in the song and portray- portrayed as a liar. Dylan centered that he his descriptions were accurate and that one reason he put her in the song is because she has a beautiful name which he said is a piece of thread that holds the song together. The case was eventually dismissed. Uh, what do you think about that? I see. So... She got mad, huh? She was like, she was, yeah, you're not going to use my name. Oh, yeah. She's probably I, trying to get a little bit of that money saying, oh, I'm depressed because they used my name, you know. So, yeah. Well, come on now. Get over right. it. Or just trying to use the court system to make a quick buck. And if you know how to work the system, it could work in yeah. your favor. But And that one. And you asked who that was, by the way, right? Yes. Pally, or Patty Valentine is actually one of the star witnesses against Carter really? uh, during the Valentine uh, was shielded from the press so no photographs could be made she made the picture available on January 18, 2000 shortly after viewing the movie The Hurricane which you should watch the movie she was uh, played by Pippa Perthry you know and that's just some facts, you know. I'm just saying this all off of the top top of my head. That's why I kind of I gotta think about some of this stuff. So, like, but for context, like, does that mean like she was basically like a paid witness, or she was bribed to testify against Hurricane? I'm not real sure, honestly. Because it sounds like I mean, she definitely seemed to have it out for Bob Dylan there, or at least had it out for him. At probably this happened after I assume that song Hurricane was released, right? Um. Uh, what 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 happened when she sued Bob Dylan? Yeah, like did she sue Bob Dylan for defamation? Uh, I mean, she obviously the song it was a different song uh, in question. But I was asking if the lawsuit came sometime after Bob Dylan released the Hurricane song in support of Hurricane. Because I'm wondering, depending on that answer, I was wondering if she was trying to stomp out the supporting voices for Hurricane, Bob Dylan being one of them, and an influential one, with a crowd following, by the way, you know, that that would probably pose a threat, I assume. Maybe she was just using the defamation case as a tool to try to silence him or get enough money out of him to where he can't produce any more music and essentially silence his voice. Yeah. Uh, well... That's true. She probably was like, you know, uh, you shouldn't be talking bad about me. And well, she also sued him, you know. Right, for defamation. Yeah. Right. Right. So, <clears throat> obviously, like you said, the case was thrown out. And maybe it was just to send a message like, clearly, there's two sides here, and both are going to be fighting. But with Bob Dylan trying to fight for justice for Hurricane just because fair is fair, but the other side for probably 
Usually most decisions that you see people make in the public eye or that are in politics, if you can come up with a reason on how that can make them money, most of the time you're going to be correct. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it was probably all about money. Uh, you know, it usually is. Money, fame, and mm-hmm. power. Stomping out the competition. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Bob Dylan. We're diving too deep into... Well, into I'm still on her. the subject of... Um, it was related to Bob Dylan, too. But, I mean, back onto like the broader subject of Bob Dylan, which had a, a very extensive career. Bob Dylan... I'm just going to tell you this right now. He is a folk singer. <laughs> He's a folk singer. That is a genre and, of folk music. And what's interesting about Bob Dylan is he kind of, he's kind of like, I'm going to do this sound for a while, you know, and then he's going to get a little funky with it. And then he's going to do this sound, more electric, I guess, more gospel. He switches it up all the time, but he's always known as a folk singer, you know, folk rock, I guess. And I always found that interesting because, you know, a lot of people, but other folk singers, early days folk singers, they got mad at Dylan. They were saying, hey, what you using the electric guitar for? And Dylan said, I like the way it sounds, so I'm going to use it. And I forgot what this folk singer's name is. Uh, I'll have to look it up sometime, but um, he said, if you go on stage and you try to play that electric guitar, I am going to cut your wires. And, you know, uh, I was like, man. And Dylan played on stage and the crowd loved it. He didn't cut his wires to his amp. And uh, that's good because I'm sure Dylan would have told the crowd to come kick his ass because he deserved (laughs) it, you know? (laughs) Just start a whole angry mob, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I, I couldn't imagine that. But my point is, he would... uh, Dylan loved to go do different types of music. And he would uh, make music with different people, different artists. He would hang out with different artists. He was... Uh, he actually got a Nobel Prize, you know, because he was fighting against the Vietnam War. He was fighting right. against civil rights. Or, I mean... Uh, for civil or, rights. <laughs> he was for, for civil rights. I'm right. just kidding, guys. Don't get mad. Uh, <laughs> well, I yeah. was just wanting to throw in there, too, before we moved on too far from it. The thought of, like, uh, getting everybody to beat up that other folk singer for cutting his cord. Like, I can just picture it from the eyes of that folk singer. He cuts the cord... And then everything goes silent. Bob Dylan slowly turns around and all the crowd is just staring at him. And then Bob Dylan just points down and says, Get that motherfucker! <laughs> and they all just start <laughs> jumping the guy. <laughs> oh, the thought yeah. was just funny to me, but, but go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, Dylan is such a great, great, great musician. One of the tops, you know? Legend. And... He's actually been in the band Traveling Wilburys. I'm just going over brief stuff for a second. I know I'm I'm saying a lot of things everywhere. It's going this way, that way. But bear with me for a second. I'm just going on brief things, you know? Bearing with you. 
he was in the Traveling Wilburys, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, um, Tom Petty, um, that one guy, Roy <laughs> Orbison. You know, and that one guy, he's good. I think uh, he might have been in the band ELO. I think that's who he is with. Yep. And also, Bob Dylan had a good relationship with Johnny Cash. They did songs together. Johnny Cash and him were fr- pretty good friends, I imagine. You know, he was on his TV show. You know, I'm, I believe uh, I heard Dylan actually wrote uh, Johnny Cash and sent him some uh, songs he recorded to Johnny and said, hey, listen to my sub. Johnny said, that sounds great. And one of the songs... If you remember, if you ever watched that movie, uh, Walk the Line, one of the songs was, uh, what was it called? Highway, what was it called, uh, Matthew? Highway 51? That, that, that one sounds about right. Or Highway 61, my bad. Highway 61. That was like one of the first songs. I think it was the first song on, uh, yeah. from his album, you yeah, know? Yeah, because his first album was just self-titled, uh, Bob Dylan. And, like, I actually discovered some interesting tracks on there when I was trying to take a listen to it myself. If I could just find it here. Let me go to my music app here. If you want, you can keep talking. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking. And that's uh, that was playing in the movie Walk the Line. And he's over there. Uh, Johnny Cash, the guy who played Johnny Cash, is over there reading it. It's like, hey, da 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 I don't know. That's what it sounded like, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Um, Bob Dylan's inspirations is pretty interesting. You know, they didn't have a lot of, they didn't have a lot of people to look at. Like we do now, you know, you you have a variety of people. Maybe you look at, maybe you're a singer or of some sort or a rapper, I guess. And you're like, you know. I'm really into Shakira. I like how she does things. I want to be like her. Or you get inspiration from uh, Kanye West or or Jay-Z or, I don't know, 69. Well, also, and, those are modern examples. But even thinking about it, too, we have the advantage of so much legendary music to look back onto from, I mean, we got Bob Dylan for folk music. We got... Uh, Led Zeppelin for rock. We got uh, Black Sabbath for the invention of metal and like Metallica for finding, kind of like spearing the way of what is now more traditional modern metal. Then you got so many classic influences, influences that, that they themselves didn't necessarily have when they were starting. Yeah. And I'm going to read you a couple of. Uh musicians that inspired Bob Dylan and that was Hank Williams obviously you know every any big musician back then said yes Hank Williams is my one of my favorites definitely and Elvis most definitely Elvis you know it has to be that's like every every uh, musician's favorite back in the 60s and 70s and 80s maybe legendary. not now because they don't appreciate music but I don't know them I don't know and also uh, Johnny Cash, obviously, Little Richard, Chuck Berry. You can't go wrong with Chuck Berry. I know we're not <laughs> talking about Chuck Berry, but Chuck Berry is like the father of rock and roll. You know, speaking Anyways. of which, that's funny because I, I know of a band that named themselves after um, Chuck Berry. 
and the the name was called Buck Cherry. <laughs> they that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think they were too popular, but they got a couple of hits out there. Yeah. Yes. He was also really good friends with the Beatles. He hung out with the Beatles a lot. You know, smoking that doobie, baby. Legendary the doobie brothers, you know? The doobie brothers, yeah. Some of them doobies <laughs> with the Beatles. Doobie with the Beatles, man. The Beatles. We're going to be smoking doobies with the Beatles, baby. You're just jealous because they sound good. like a rock star. <laughs> hey, you got uh, to look cool, bro. You gotta smoke weed. That's how you become cool. Look cool with that bowl cut. <laughs> you gotta have that bowl cut, baby. Have those funny looking glasses on, baby. Don't snort coke until you're 30, baby. A lot of people crap on the mullet, but I myself like to crap on the bowl cut in particular. I support the mullet. I don't support the bowl I cut. I support the bowl cut. Come on, I would get a bowl cut if I had smaller mm. ears. Look, it's not a style for me. How about I put it like that? I don't really yeah. like it. I'm not gonna. So, anyways, going back to that, Mr. Dylan. Mr. Dylan, his real name is actually Robert Zimmerman, and this is something I read a long time ago. Whenever uh, Bob Dylan was known as Robert Zimmerman, he was a Jew. He lived in a traditional Jewish home, and he actually grew up in Minnesota. And I don't know why he did this, by the way, so you can go look it up if you want to. But he ran away from home seven times. I believe it was seven times. And he came back. He didn't come back once. So talking about he ran away six times, he came back, and the seventh time he didn't come back again. The seventh time, he went out and got famous. Or, I don't know, it was probably pretty hard still. He's probably making some money, but it, it's not like crazy money, you know? But he went out and he did whatever the hell he wanted to do, basically. Right, which, uh, speaking of his earlier career, though, like when he actually started on his first album, I managed to look up that album, by the way. Uh, that one song was actually... Uh, Highway 51 Blues is what it's titled. No, it's Highway 61. Was it a later song titled 61? The one I'm reading here is Highway 51 Blues. There's different Highway songs, actually. Uh, It was probably a later one then. I guess his first one was 51 then. But uh, another song on here that kind of raised my eye, two of them actually, was House of the Rising Sun. Is on here Bob, as well. Bob Dylan uh, has House of the Rising Sun. Mm-hmm. So I got curious because I, I know House of the Rising Sun mostly through The Animals, which was a similar band at the time, another legend. So I was wondering, okay, so who wrote the song and who covered it? Well, turns out that is actually a very old song, so old that it's got passed around to where no one knows what the true author was. It's like an open source kind of song. No one really owns it. Anybody can sing it. I actually didn't know that. You're teaching me about this. Hey, there you go. Because I got curious about that, and I looked it up. So, yeah, House of the Rising Sun, whether it was Bob Dylan, The Animals, uh, just recently Five Finger Death Punch. I mean, they're all 
they all can sing it, but every recorded song that you hear is a cover of it because the original artist probably lived and died before recording was even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking at the picture of his first album? Yes. Yes, I am. So, I'm looking at it too, and uh, there's a lot of similarities. You can tell that he tries to be like Woody Guthrie. If you go look up a picture of Woody Guthrie and how he looked, you can tell Bob Dylan was trying to present present himself like Woody Guthrie, which is funny because that's his all-time favorite folk singer. You know, that's why Bob Dylan is who he is. You have like. Uh, so that was his one of his inspirations then. Yeah, they Bob Dylan's always has been known as like uh, Shakespeare, you know, like a modern which is, but what's interesting? The reason why I put that uh, into uh, what we're talking about is because the reason why that's so important to know that is because well, obviously Shakespeare's so well known, everybody loves this work, blah blah blah. Bob Dylan at the time was very loved too, but not a lot of people knew about Woody Guthrie, which is interesting. And finally, he uh, put some light on Woody Guthrie. Is like, hey, check these out. Look at this song. I got my inspirations from him. And Woody Guthrie actually became more popular because of him. That's right. Actually, looking at this album again, uh, the twelfth track on the album is titled "Song to Woody." Yeah, exactly. I, I know that song for sure. And that's a great song. You should definitely check that out. Uh, Woody Guthrie is a very important person. Definitely. In, in music history. Um, but, you know, just going back to that, you know, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with uh, early Dylan songs, which is crazy. You can't go wrong with late Dylan songs either. He's still writing songs. He's still putting out albums. I listened to an album last year. They just put out great album. Great. Sure, he doesn't have that energy, you know, like he did when he's a young man, but still good music. He's a he's a heck of an artist. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something funny though. Uh, so something I definitely recommend to anyone that's really a Dylan fan, and for some reason never done this. Look up an interview by Dylan in his early days first. And he's such a happy person, man. Very happy person. And he's over, you can tell he's high, by the way, Stormy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he's over there. He, well, you, no his eyes are all happy. He's just <laughs> laughing randomly. And he's over there lighting cigarettes, smoking them. Chain smoking, man. He smoked like probably like 20 cigarettes in one interview. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> And someone would ask him a question, and he would just give a ridiculous answer, which is funny. He was uh, a bit of a smartass, because he knew how to play with words and put them in different meanings. And you really had to think about what he's trying to say. And I think he had fun with that. Yeah. And you look at him in his later years, which is funny, too. He's not happy. And, and I say that's not funny because he's kind of like serious. He's hmm. he's so serious and focused. He's not joking around. He's not fucking around this time. And I remember hearing this guy say this question. He's like, 
this is funny because he, he 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 is fucking around with his words still, but he's very he's not really laughing about it though. In this interview, he says, "So, Mr. Dylan, uh, where did all this music come from?" And you know what he responded, Stormy? What? He said, "Out of nowhere, it was magic." <laughs> <laughs> He knew what he was saying. He's just doing that because he's probably been asked that a million damn times, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you got to get tired of getting asked the same question that you've answered 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 times. Yeah. And, you know what's funny, too? Going back to that first album, I, while you was talking about that, I did some research and there was a song that stuck another song that stuck out to me on that first album called uh in my time of dying yeah in my time of dying was uh i guess it's actually an older song older folk song too but i also know that led zeppelin and an album did a cover of that too because the lyrics or at the very least the lyrics were very similar yeah so i didn't even know that which is funny uh I need to check that out, the Led Zeppelin version of it. Um, and, uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. I know that song from the movie, what was it called? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. 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 That's on his first album, too. He sings that one. Yeah. Um, a lot of artists actually cover his songs. That's how great he is, guys. I mean, of course, uh, a lot of these songs, too, were like older folk songs that he probably take and recorded, too. It's hard to yeah, tell which ones. Yeah, he gave some spotlight to those uh, folk singers, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, like spotlighting that. Using his fame to, well, raise the awareness of folk music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, a couple of artists I can tell you right now, Adele, Guns N' Roses, Jack Johnson, all of them have covered a song uh, by Dylan. And... Knock on Heaven's Door, Make You Feel My Love, uh, Mama, You've Been On My Mind. All three of those songs are great. A lot of artists do. Sometimes you hear a song, I'm sure you like this, just like you are with Led Zeppelin. Right. You hear a song by an artist, and you're like, man, that's a great song. And then come to find out, Dylan wrote it, you know? Right. <laughs> it's typically like that. <laughs> That's what happened to me when I first heard All Alone on the Watchtower, uh, the cover from yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix. Well, yeah, Jimmy Hendrix. I didn't say him. Yeah. I thought that was Jimmy's actual work until I looked it up. I was like, oh my God, that's Bob Dylan's song. So I looked up on YouTube Music and it's right there. It was uh, All Alone on the Watchtower. And I kind of like that original one. The only critique I would have is that the uh, harmonica was a little high-pitched to enjoy listening to, but aside from that, everything else was awesome with that song. Oh, I love the harmonica. I didn't, I mean, I, it's not that I hate the harmonica, I think it was just a little too high-pitched. Yeah. In that one. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're definitely different, the sounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually look up, looked up the chords for Jimmy's and Bob Dylan's and both of them have you know they did a bit different you know they added something like I think Hendrix actually added uh, I forgot what chord it was but he had something a little bit different to make it sound a little bit different and you know uh, good for him you know uh, 
And I'm sure Dylan was like, yeah, man. Yeah, you did that a lot better than me. I suck at playing guitar at the time. <laughs> yeah, and the... Um, see, because I think that was a story, is that Bob Dylan himself loved that cover so much that he started doing the cover version of that song whenever he was at concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan, man. What uh what's your other favorite song by Dylan? Other ones. Uh let me take a look here. Cause I know um see there was definitely Hurricane. And of course knocking on Heaven's Door. That's just a great song all around. Yeah. Let's see. There's a song that's not very well known that I really like. It's called Nettie Moore. It's actually a song that came out last year and I really like it. It's like, uh, it makes me think about how I'm going to be when I get old. Do you mind if I read the lyrics to you real fast? Yeah, go for it. That sounds good to you, Nettie Moore. Does, hey, what do you think about that title before I read the, the lyrics to you? Say the title again. Nettie Moore. Nettie Moore? Yeah. I got nothing. All right, I was just wondering what made you think. <laughs> it's an odd name to me, but uh, right. these are the lyrics. It says, Lost John sitting on a railroad track. Something's out of whack. Blues this morning, falling down the hill. Gonna leave a greasy trail. Gonna travel the world is what I'm gonna do. Then come back and see you. All I ever do is struggle and strive. If I don't do anybody harm, I might I might make it out alive. I'm the oldest son of a crazy man. I'm in a cowboy band. Got a pile of sins to pay for, and I ain't got time to hide. I'd walk through a blazing fire. Baby, if you knew, was on the other side. Yeah. Uh, it's... He just keeps going on and on. You got to really think about everything he says. And I feel like sometimes when you do that, you listen to the song like a hundred times, for instance, like that song, you can listen to a hundred times and have a different idea on each verse. He's saying it's kind of like the Bible, the way he yeah. writes, you know, how uh, the Bible is kind of poetic. And some of the books are it's really poetic, like the book of Job or psalms obviously and yeah. proverbs um and he writes like that you know in a similar sense and that and that's what i like about dylan it's uh, very poetic sometimes sometimes he's cheesy sometimes he's like hey mr tambourine man play a song for me <laughs> i'm not sleepy you know and that's what is great about dylan he goes he can just do a full-on circle of different ideas of songs. It's great. So inspiring, right? Like, yeah. how can you get better than Dylan? There, there's not a lot of artists that are better than Dylan at writing songs. I couldn't name you two. I really can't. Uh, writing actual lyrics? I, I What, what uh, artists are better than dylan in your opinion that can write a song i i'm not talking about uh i don't know like stairway to heaven 
No, that's mostly instrumental for one thing. I don't know if you're going to say that, Stormy, but I assumed you were going to say, like, some Led Zeppelin song. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, like, well, the lyrics, it's more of a mix of the two, but ones that are, like, really great lyrically, and I won't say, I can't really tell you which ones I think are, like, better than Dylan, but I can tell you some really good song, uh, songwriters. Let's see. Honestly, like, Black Sabbath... They had some real good lyrics to their songs. So you would say that they're better than Dylan or they're underneath Dylan? I don't know how to really answer that. I I guess for me it's just more of an even playing field. I'm unless like I really take a hardcore listen and can decide for myself, okay, this one's lyrically better than this one. Uh, maybe whichever one has the better or the more lyrically uh, good lyrically made songs then I could tell you that I, I just really can't I guess to me I don't have a preference for either or I can tell you one person that could be better could be alright and that is in my opinion is Hank Williams Sr. Hank Williams Sr., yeah. That uh, maybe a legend there too. Yeah, he's a legend. We're not talking about him, but that's just the only person that comes to mind that could possibly be better. And he's older than Dylan, you know? Yeah. He's an older musician. Uh, let me ask you a question real fast. Uh, this is kind of pertaining to the subject. Um, have you ever met like an older person? Like, okay, for instance, uh, maybe you have a relative like an uncle or something mm -hmm. and you're like talking about music and you're like yeah man bob dylan rules man yeah get that bob dylan album bro you know you're just saying that to your uncle just like that yeah, too yeah. and and uh he's like dylan yeah he was like in my mom and dad's time i don't listen to that that's my mom and dad's time i don't like it. have you ever had someone say that to you i've had People say that to me about three or four times in my life. I don't know. I mean... Like an older person. You know that yeah. they're around, you know, like during... Really like, they're like little kids probably during Dylan's time, but they were probably like listening to like 70s music when they got older. Like, uh, I don't know, like what was in the 70s? ACDC and uh, Ozzy and Black Sabbath and... Yeah, like early. That's, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, like the Black Sabbath started seventies. Led Zeppelin a little like late sixty into early seventies, but but bro, have um, you ever met someone like that? I don't think I ever met someone like that. The closest thing to my memory I can remember relating to Bob Dylan uh, was my dad, and my dad really liked Bob Dylan, and he that's cool. Yeah, like he he was born in fifty three. So I think he grew up with Bob Dylan. Like his favorite song was "Knocking on Heaven's Door," like hands down oh, for yeah. him. And like he liked it a lot. So I thought it'd be a good gift, and he, I think he liked it. I got him uh, the Bob Dylan Essentials. Picked that up at Best Buy and gave it to him as like a birthday or Father's Day present or Christmas present, something like that. Because we what also. Is that? Uh, it's a just an album of a lot of essential Bob Dylan songs, like some of his, I guess, most important 
or big songs of his career kind of thing. It's almost like almost kind of like a, a essential or a, a greatest hits type of album. So nice. Yeah, yeah. So you got him a CD or was it an actual album? It was a vinyl. I got him an actual vinyl. What? Yeah, we had a record player. It, it was actually a pretty cool thing we had because it had to where you can plug it in with an aux cord and do that, or you can listen to CDs, cassette tapes, or even vinyl records. Dude, that is cool. You need to give me a gift like that, man. <laughs> you can get some good gifts, man. That's a good gift. Well, I got him the vinyl record. It was someone else that gifted him the actual thing, the record player. But it was a pretty decent little thing. We had trouble though. We never, we never even got to listen to it though, not fully, because I think with the way it was, or there's was something broken or off, it we just couldn't get it to play, unfortunately. Yeah. But... So you, your uh, record player doesn't work anymore. Oh, I mean, definitely not now. It, it's it's toast. Do you still have that album? Uh, I do still have the album. I was trying to see if I could sell it on eBay, but no one was wanting to go for it. What, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised about that. But, well, if you, uh, if any audience people want an album of Bob Dylan, you can win it. (laughs) And the way you can win this is we're going to see, we're going to do a contest, right? And the contest is... When we get to a thousand subscribers, followers, whatever, on our podcast, and you share our podcast, and we'll see you sharing our podcast, you just share from our uncluttered and uncut page, and we're gonna wait till we get to a thousand. A random person can have that album. Is that okay with you, Stormy? Well, if this was a legit contest, yeah, but. I this is a questions. legit contest. I'm serious. I have some questions. What? Okay. How do we track our follower account? After we were approved for monetization, I haven't been able to figure out how to track it. Um, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you when we get off the podcast episode about that. Okay. I'll tell you how. Yeah, we have a pretty good following, but right now I just want a bigger following so we can, uh, you know, come see you. Come see the audience. Tell who shares the podcast and who don't. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Mr. Stormy. Yeah. I think this has been a a good episode. You want to end it? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I think I'm good. I'm good to close. Make sure and like and give us a five-star rating on Apple and share us and follow us and talk to your friends and mom and dad about us and tell your doctor about us even. Right? Just, this has been you know, uncluttered and uncut. I am Jackie. And I'm Stormy and hogtie them and force them to listen to it. All right. All right. <laughs> Peace out, All right. everybody.